the future of photography. Adrian, do you have a smartphone? I do. I, that, that's, that's <laughs> what a silly question. <laughs> Sorry, it is a silly question, and I shouldn't sound surprised, but hey, it's Boxing Day here in the UK, so, you know, I, I'm oh. not at my best. It's, it's, it's Boxing Day. We don't do the Boxing Day thing here. Is It doesn't have to do anything with sports, right? No, I, do you know what? I don't <laughs> actually know the history of Boxing Day. I, I read, I I read somewhere that it has boxing. to do with boxes, and you give your your people boxes and something okay i'm german i don't i don't know these things but <laughs> no, no, well, Matt, I i'm pretty sure most british people wouldn't know what boxing day, why boxing day but it is actually a uh, an extra bank holiday so uh-huh. so you know it's it's a, it's a recovery day from christmas day oh yeah the, the the 25th and the 26th are are days off in germany as well so we have at least that in common um, no, the reason I'm bringing up smartphones again here on the show, <laughs> as as usual, we always talk about smartphones because, I mean, they have already taken over when it comes to a lot of different factors in photography. Uh, they have taken over when it comes to portability. They win in that field, totally. You have one in your pocket probably most of the day. Um they have also taken over in, let's say, HDR automation. Mm. Most smartphones nowadays, you press a button, they will take three photos without you even knowing and s- stitch them together somehow into a, a photo that has better details in the shadows and uh, the, the clouds aren't overexposed. Um, that's kind of normal. They do this now without, without even telling you. Your iPhone does that now. Is HDR is on if it thinks it needs it, right? Um, they also have optical image stabilization, which used to be a staple of the of the bigger uh, cameras, but now mm-hmm. they have little lens elements. In, I, mean, I mean, look at these tiny lenses, and then inside there is an element that is uh, that electromagnetically moves to counter the motion of your hand. So optical image stabilization is in there. Um, it's quite clever, really. They, they take they are, they're taking over in so many areas. They can simulate shell, shallow depth of field, right? That that's what they do now. Yep. We call that portrait mode. Um, they just yeah, they do, they 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 just pretend that they can do it by using smart software, and they are also quite good when it comes to giving you some convenience around editing and sharing the photos because it's all built in right you have a screen you have a touch screen you have editors on there now and and sharing things that's just inherent an inherent property of a smartphone now there is one more and then this a lot of this a lot of the photography side of that comes from the bigger cameras um and one area where the bigger cameras have still have the upper hand or maybe just had the upper hand until recently was low light photography oh there's a lot talked about that even (laughs) just within proper cameras isn't it the amount of internet time that is wasted talking about the difference between sensor sizes and and all that sort of nonsense well nonsense or not i mean low light photography is used to be the bastion of uh, larger sensors because they have bigger pixels and they can handle the 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 light better and they can handle 
low light photography without too much noise and that's kind of the problem with smartphones you have small sensors with small pixels and if you want to get a photo out of that a low light photo out of that without too much noise in the shadows then you have to you'd have to expose longer but they can't really do that and you'd have to put it on a tripod and do all the things that average folk uh, average people won't really want to do or won't know how to do so uh a short while ago a phone came out that kind of <laughs> can do that a smartphone uh it's the not an iphone right now we are you know how we like to talk about iphones but um it's the google pixel 3 ah and it, very good apparently a very good camera and it has a feature built in that's called night sight i know that yes and interesting you, you know traditionally if you wanted to take a picture at night with very little light uh in in the environment you'd, you'd use a flash but that almost never really looks good unless you really know what you're doing or you would amplify that little light somehow either with hardware or with software again or make the pixels bigger um or use heavy algorithms for denoising things but then you get uh, the, the dreaded watercolor effect on smartphones where the photos don't really look like photos anymore um, or again the longer exposures but now google has introduced algorithms and techniques that kind of take care of that for you by being really smart about how they use uh, the sensors in the phone um, and do a few other things. So first of all, what they can do is, of course, these smartphones have motion sensors in them. So the phone knows when it's being moved and it knows which direction it's being moved and how fast it's being moved. So the the Google Pixel will move the camera's motion in real time that's the first factor that goes into making those photos work. Uh, a second factor is, of course, you know, when you, when you make long exposures, it's not about only about your motion. It's also about what's moving in the scene. Mm, so yes. there's people running around. You will get blurry people if you take longer exposures. So in addition to the motion of the phone, that uh, that that smartphone will also measure the motion in the scene by doing some image analysis. And then it'll capture multiple shots in succession, in rapid succession, and it will change the length, the duration of those exposures based on how much you're moving and how much the scene is moving. So you get a, a series of different exposed shots or... Right. <laughs> or a lot of very short shots that are darker, and then it'll align those in software, those different frames. We're talking up to 15 frames, I think. Wow. It will okay. reject the frames that can't be matched well because they might have too much motion in them, and then it'll merge them. And most of that happens before you press the shutter button. <laughs> Before you press the shutter button, how, because, how, how does it know? Because today's smartphones, uh, most of them, when you turn the camera on, they begin capturing frames. They have like a circular buffer that the oldest photo gets uh, tossed out. And they just 
they just take photos and photos and photos. And then when you press the shutter button, uh, it looks at a bunch of frames just before you press that shutter button. And you know, you know when you press the shutter button, how that moves the camera? Yes. It has a tendency to give you some motion blur in the camera. Yeah, but if it takes a few frames before that, those won't have the motion blur. So they are more stable. And then it takes some pictures while and after you press the shutter button. And then it merges those to give you cleaner shots. And it is, is interesting because the results look, for that kind of a sensor, look very, very good. So I, I confess I have seen some examples of this, um, and of course, you know, uh, they're compared against other phones as well, and especially the iPhone. Of course, Google likes, Google likes to beat Apple, don't they? Um, and uh, the things that I've seen are, are, are quite, quite astonishing. Yeah, they, they aren't they? Aren't they? They, they, and and they. I mean, they use techniques that have been around. We 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 look at merging of multiple shots here, which astrophotographers have done. For years, it's called exposure stacking. Um, and again, you could also use this on a tripod, but uh, they they have tackled all those different problems that you would have uh, and try to make this as user-friendly as possible. Even the whole focusing thing, which is very difficult for a smartphone in the dark to focus because focusing needs light and below a certain threshold that just can't really work. So they fixed that problem by having kind of a two different manual focus distances. They have a near and a far setting. And by using what we call the hyperfocal distance, uh, you can pretty much get most of what you need in focus. I, I would have thought so, because, yeah, with a, um, I mean, okay, so, so um, most uh, f smartphones have a, a, a roughly 28 millimeter equivalent lens, don't they? We, we, we talked about that recently. Yes, they do. But, uh, um, but it's, so, so at 28 millimeters on a 35 mil camera, it, even there, it's fairly easy to get a hyperfocal uh, setup. You True. know, you put it, put it at F8 and, and about 10 feet away or, or, or 12 feet whatever four meters or something like that and you're pretty good to go aren't you so with a with a tiny sensor like that I, i'm surprised um yeah i'm surprised actually i'm surprised that at, that at that point the algorithm just doesn't just give up and just say no it's fine <laughs> it'll all be okay <laughs> yeah so i mean the, the, and again this is this is google doing this right now there's no doubt that sooner or later others will catch up on uh, to them and and have the same feature. I'm pretty sure they they are all working on that right now because, uh, well, yeah, because it is one of those last bastions that gives people that used to give people a reason to buy the bigger cameras. Yeah, and uh, so, so make, making magic in small packages. Yeah. So so what does that mean for the future of photography? <laughs> uh, well, first of all, you will be able to take lower light photos straight with your smartphone no tripod no flash required do you know who i want to tell about this i'll have to make sure he listens to this show the chap called simon forster who, who has a podcast called the classic lenses podcast uh -huh. and i was a guest on that show a little while ago and he was telling me he has to have a full frame sensor so it can capture light and he has to have it with in-body stabilization because uh, so that when he's out in the dark with a telephoto lens he can hand hold his shots <laughs> Well, and so, and so, so my question to him is, why would you want to do that? <laughs> well, and it's easy. It's easy to to laugh about this. I mean, I I 
I'm I'm old. I have these big sensors. I have these big lenses, and I have stabilized stuff. And and of course, I love doing this without trickery, which this is right. There is trickery going on to achieve that result. Uh, but it's this is just the beginning. Um, so we will have the, those more natural low light photos in the future from our smartphones. Um, it's amazing how much they can squeeze out of their cameras. Um, stuff that used to require specialized equipment. Again, portrait so I mode. Do, I do like example. The, yeah, I do. I do like the no tripod thing. No. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, and again, we, we could have a very lengthy discussion about uh, about why. On the one hand, I hate tripods, and on the other hand, I love them to bits because I do. No, I never liked tripods. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll go out and shoot large format. You will get around to to loving tripods for sure. <laughs> well, yes. Um, but yeah, but it means it means that there are even fewer reasons to buy expensive, big, bulky cameras and to learn the craft. Which, yeah. Um, so so, we, so we, right we, now on my desk, as we record this, I have there are two cameras, as it turns out, on my desk, and neither, neither one of them is a phone. Oh, actually, if if you count the the little one in my laptop here, then that counts as three. I have uh, the the camera we talked about a few weeks ago, my future classic, the Fuji X twenty, lovely little pocketable camera, and sitting beside it on the desk is my Bronica ETRSI, which is an enormous beast of a six four five camera. <laughs> it's a tank. I love it. <laughs> it is. Oh, I love the. I don't actually. They, they, these are probably my two favorite cameras as different uh-huh. as they are but <laughs> the the you know i don't i i i don't miss the, the the weight of the big cameras yeah when i'm not when i've not got them with me that that's the one thing i don't miss and um, I, pre- I prefer to travel light if i can so so this kind of stuff is 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 great yeah um, yeah it's so, it's, it's yeah, magic so, so, stuff. So there are there are a few bastions again, as I said, that have fallen or at least mm. partially fallen. We're looking at shallow depth of field. That's that has big cracks now. This is getting easier and better for smaller cameras to do. The low light is partially cracked now, but there are still a few. I think that are that still are the, that the bigger cameras are still good for. So I don't think we have to to throw them away just just yet uh, so, one, so how are you getting on with the the the, the, the depth of field thing and the, and the depth map how are you getting on with that with your new phone is that is that well, something you've played with much yet yeah but it's an xr that has only one major camera and then the selfie camera is the is the the dual camera so that's the oh, only thought, side that the, works oh, really well i thought i thought apple had some magic that would do it with one camera oh yeah it will like, it will it will but it uses software pretty much software only it doesn't have any depth information so it uh it tries to find features like faces and and do this in, right. in ai pretty much so no real depth information being used there because there is none um yeah but i think to 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 wrap this up we we we're still looking at a bunch of things that those small phones won't be able to do for well at least a certain while and that is one is the full low light scene in one moment without any compositing so we're still looking at the one shot from a big sensor versus a bunch mm, of shots yeah. that are that are spread out over time that is it's going to be a problem with motion um i think we're still not there when it comes to the quality at at uh, at larger scale use at big prints for example um i, I still think, yeah that's I, I think you're right because it's um as as good as they are 
you know, the the low, the the small sensors they don't capture the same the same quality of image, do they? Even if they can, even the if same they technical can quality. That's, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's arguable about emotion in photography, but if you want to print something really big, you need the resolution. You need the, um, yeah, you need some some level of fidelity that is still hard for smaller cameras to get. And then there there are the three main factors that I think still are under our control mostly, and that is composition. Where do you point the camera? What do you put in the frame? What do you leave out? Um, the timing. When do you take the shot? And I'm not talking about this micro timing, plus minus a second. Uh, I'm general. Generally, the decision when to take the photo is still ours. And well, the 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 whole thing about lighting a photo, seeing the light, um, which mm. is getting s- some cracks, but it's not quite there yet so yeah that's really interesting isn't it because you've got those three things that are the inherently human things and and then uh, you know i could counter with that a little bit if i was going to play devil's advocate for a bit oh please uh, do yeah you know composition well you're pretty sure adobe can fix that for you (laughs) (laughs) time (laughs) timing Mm, yeah, I, uh, yeah. We were talk. We were, we've looked, haven't we, at the, at the the timing and the light. We've we've looked at the algorithms that can turn you know uh, uh, wet into dry and and sun into snow and 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 stuff like that. And and uh, you know, I think I think yeah, the the I think where you come to the where you come to a combination of the, those three of those things, that's that's where the the human art is in, isn't it? That's you know, so you go out at sunset because you want those kind of colours. So there's your timing and your light, and you you choose a composition based upon what that light's doing and what subject you want to capture and stuff like that. I don't think, even though we now have AIs uh, judging photo photography contests. <laughs> I don't think they're in a position to do the, the to 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 create. So, you know, AI is judging a photography contest. That's simply an algorithm looking at patterns in images, isn't it? That's not that's not an algorithm that chooses how to take a photograph and where to stand and which way to point and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or if it does, it does it based on the material that is that it has been trained with. It's interesting. Is it? Is it yeah. This is this is one of the things I love about this show: the speculation about it. Because if we could crack <laughs> the shallow depth of field, we could crack the low light. All we need now is something that's good at comp- composition, and we're done, aren't we? <laughs> yep, exactly. So, yeah, I'm still the big. I'll I'll still not uh, just trash, not trash my bigger cameras uh, just yet. So I'm no, for a while, I, probably probably best not. <laughs> no, probably not. No. Not, but they're not gonna go on eBay just yet. All right, I think yeah, that's uh, some food for thought. Um, if you have one of those newer smartphones, anyone who's listening, uh, yeah, enjoy the camera in them. Uh, just be aware. Enjoy that. the camera in them, and don't forget to share your experiments <laughs> with the hashtag TFOP now. Hashtag uh, right, TFOP now. Right, TFOP now. If you uh, don't know what that's about, go back to. The last episode, episode 58, uh, aptly titled Compulaborate. Yes, yes. Right. And uh, you know, it's going to be, uh, I'm, re- I'm really looking forward to, to seeing all the results that come out of this. So it's, 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 it's good. I'm, I'm having fun with this one. I really am. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. All right. Share and uh, take photos. Until next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.
You've been listening to The Future of Photography, a production by Adrian Stock and Chris Marquardt. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your other podcasts. Find the show notes and more information at thefutureofphotography.com. Thank you.